for nearly two decades, an anonymous letter writer terrorized the town of Circleville, Ohio by sending threatening letters that exposed alleged secrets about neighbors and friends. As one of the most bizarre mysteries in true crime history, the identity of the author has never been solved. Join me as we go down this rabbit hole and investigate the strange case of the Circleville Letters. Circleville is a city in Pickaway County, Ohio, 25 miles or 40 kilometers south of the state capital Columbus. As of 2020, the population was just shy of 14,000 people, and the city is best known today as the host of the Circleville Pumpkin Show, an annual festival held since 1903. Starting in the late 1970s, residents of this small Ohio city would start opening their mailboxes to find mysterious letters written in blocky text. These letters would threaten to expose their rumored dark secrets with warnings of the repercussions if they did not stop. This bizarre behavior baffled police for many years and remains unsolved to this day. On March 3rd, 1977, a letter arrived at Westfall High School addressed to school superintendent Gordon Massey. The letter was handwritten in a distinctive blocked style and accused Massey of having an affair with a married school bus driver in Circleville. The writer told Massey to confess his affairs to the school board. The very next day, a letter was sent to the Westfall School Board telling them about Massey's alleged affair. These letters, as well as all of the Circleville letters, were postmarked Columbus, Ohio. One of the primary targets for this targeted harassment was Mary Gillespie, one of the bus drivers who worked at Massey's school. One morning, she found a similar letter in her mailbox, accusing her of having an affair with Gordon Massey. In this letter, which turned out to be the first of many, the writer claimed they had been observing Mary and her children, and stated that everyone concerned had been notified and everything will be over soon. At this point, Mary shared the letter with her husband, Ron Gillespie, but denied the allegations contained within. Things began to take a turn for the worse when, a short time later, Ron received another letter, this one telling him that he needed to admit that his wife was having an affair with Massey. The letter told him to inform the Westfall School Board of the affair and said that, if he did not, he would be killed. Once again, the Gillespies kept this letter quiet. Another letter was received two weeks later, stating, You have had two weeks and done nothing. Make Mary admit the truth and inform the school board. In addition to the letters, there were also phone calls to the Gillespie home and offensive signs posted along Mary's bus route. Many of these signs made offensive or explicit references to the Gillespie's young daughter. From the beginning, Mary suspected the letters were being sent by David Longberry, a fellow bus driver who had expressed romantic interest in her and whom she had rejected. Determined to get to the bottom of who was writing the letters, Mary and Ron reached out to Ron's sister, Karen Fresher, and her husband, Paul. Together, they decided to write their own letter to David, telling him they knew he was the writer. 
The letters stopped for a few weeks, so they thought they'd identified the writer and put a stop to the letters. But a few weeks later, the letters resumed and a terrible tragedy occurred. One August night, Ron received a phone call at home that enraged him. He told his daughter that the call was from the author of the letters. In a rage, he grabbed his gun, got into his truck and sped off into the darkness. Later that night, Ron Gillespie's truck was found crashed into a tree with Ron's body inside. He had died of major internal injuries. Many Circleville residents believed that Ron's death was not an accident, it was murder. After all, the letter writer had threatened Ron's life if he didn't expose his wife's affair. There were two key pieces of evidence which supported the murder theory. Despite Ron not being a heavy drinker, his blood alcohol level was one and a half times the acceptable amount. And Ron's gun was found under his body, having had one round fired between when he left his house and the discovery of the body. The sheriff at the time, Dwight Radcliffe, originally suspected foul play, but after the coroner, Dr. Ray Carroll, examined the body and found the high blood alcohol level, Sheriff Radcliffe changed his mind and concluded that Ron's death was an accident caused by drunk driving. The author of the letters became frustrated at the lack of investigation into the case, even going as far as writing letters claiming that Radcliffe was covering up the truth behind the death. After this tragic event, more letters began to be sent to a wider circle of townspeople, including newspapers and businesses. According to them, the writer knew details of their lives that a stranger would have no way of knowing. And though Mary had always denied having an affair with Gordon Massey while her husband was alive, after his death, she and Massey did begin a romantic relationship. At this point, the threats against her became more vicious, including explicit threats against Mary's daughter. On February 7th, 1983, Mary Gillespie was driving her bus route as normal. At an intersection, she saw an obscene sign about her 13-year-old daughter. This was one of many, as a spate of signs had been popping up around the city, primarily focused on Massey and Gillespie. Having reached the end of her tether, Mary stopped the bus with the intention of tearing the sign down in frustration. As she struggled to remove the sign, a crude booby trap was discovered containing a gun primed to kill. Luckily, the deadly trap did not trigger. Police soon discovered that the gun was registered to Paul Fresher, the husband of Ron's sister. Paul Fresher said the gun had been stolen, but he had not reported it stolen, so there was no evidence of this. He was later asked to perform handwriting samples so that his handwriting could be compared to the Circleville letters. Although, in a break from procedure, he was asked to copy the letters rather than provide a sample of his own handwriting. To make matters worse, his wife Karen, when questioned, told police that he was behind the letters to Mary. He also failed a polygraph test. As a result, Paul was arrested and charged with the attempted murder of Mary Gillespie. During his trial, a handwriting expert testified under oath that he believed Paul Fresher was the writer of the Circleville letters. At trial, he was found guilty of the charge and was convicted of attempted murder, being sentenced to seven to 25 years in prison. At this point, 
it seemed as though the mystery of the Circleville writer had been solved. However, there was only one problem. The letters continued, even after Paul Fresher was imprisoned. Paul even received a letter from the Circleville writer which read, Now when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there? I told you two years ago, when we set them up, they stay set up, don't you listen at all? While some would argue that this could have still been a play on the part of Paul to portray his innocence, the prison took numerous measures to ensure that Paul could not write these letters while in prison. These measures included putting Paul in solitary confinement where he had no access to pen, paper or the mail. Repeated sweeps of his cell showed no evidence that he wrote any of these letters in prison. He was regularly strip searched and all of his incoming and outgoing mail was examined. Eventually, the prison warden wrote a letter to Paul's ex-wife Karen, telling her it was impossible that Paul was writing these letters from his cell. In 1993, the TV show Unsolved Mysteries was due to air a segment on this bizarre story. Prior to the episode being filmed, the producers of the show received a postcard which read, Forget Circleville, Ohio. If you come to Ohio, you L sickos will pay. The Circleville writer. Despite this, the producers were undeterred, with the segment being filmed and broadcast. The segment included an interview with Paul Fresher, who had just been released on parole in May 1994. He maintained his innocence of both the letter writing and the attempted murder of Mary Gillespie. That postcard was one of the final pieces of correspondence that were sent by the writer. No further letters were sent after 1994. While claims have been made since that they have solved the mystery, there remains no definitive proof. The main point of contention is that letters continued to be sent while Paul Fresher was incarcerated with no methods of communication. This suggests that there was definitely another person involved, but still keeps the possibility open that Paul was in cahoots with another party. A former FBI profiler has also looked into the case and believes that the writer was female and was not well educated. Paul had three college degrees, including a master's. What makes this case particularly disconcerting is the fact that the Circleville writer was seemingly omnipotent in knowing so many private and intimate details of the townspeople. While you could argue that these were just accusations, it was found later that several of these were proven to be true. While Paul Fresher was convicted of setting up the booby trap, no one has ever been charged with writing the terrible series of letters. A number of people involved with the case have since died, and it seems as though the case has gone cold. No one has ever come forward with information about the Circleville letter writer, and therefore it would seem that this is one mystery which may never be solved for certain.